Hey, this is Trevor William Church, and you're watching The Heavy Galaxy Show. We're back with another episode of the Heavy Galaxy Show right here on the CMS Network. And on today's episode, here to talk about their outstanding sophomore full-length, My Veneration. We'd like to welcome mm -hmm. to the show from Patriarchs in Black. we got guitarist Dan Lorenzo and, of course, drummer Johnny Kelly with us. What's up, gentlemen? Thank you both for joining us, man. How are you guys? What's up, guys? Thanks for How having us. And John and Johnny. Yeah. yeah. Doing great. Doing great, guys. So, yeah, My Veneration, second full-length, as I said. 
Let me go home and bring this up here. Uh, he said second full length. Uh, it's out now on MDD Records. Uh, follow up to the stellar reach for the scars that you guys put out about a year and a half or so ago. Um, and Dan, like I told you, you know, when you're uh, in, in the in the message, you know, I mean, you keep out. You guys keep out doing yourselves on every ensuing record here. This one is really, I think, taking it to a bit of a different level. Um, and I guess we'll start with what sticks out to me. Obviously, you guys in general is the vocalists. Um, so many different, you know, angles with the vocals on this one, a lot of different elements in general, but the vocals, I mean, once again, you got Carl on there, Carl Aguil, you got Rob Trainer coming back again for, uh, another round, but this time around, you've got one of, I think one of the best vocalists out there right now to get right now, Mark Sunshine, of course, who's with Unita, uh, who did, I think just a great job on the record on the two tracks he was on. Of course, surprise, we got Daryl McDaniels, DMC himself from Run DMC. <laughs> um, that was definitely something that came out of left field that I didn't expect. That sounded really good. I mean, I thought it was great on, on that song. And, of course, you've got some, like, New York almost hardcore vocals on a couple of these tracks, yeah. which was, like, another element that I, I love. And, you know, I'm a big New York hardcore fan. So, I mean, I guess just go ahead, guys. Talk to us about, you know, the – approach and why you guys really i guess decided to go with a couple of different angles on this record and just stick into what you did on the first record um just to make it fun the new york yeah. guy, his name is kelly abe he was on a tv show search for the next Ozfest, i believe is the correct title okay and my producer j-rod was said hey check this guy out and i'm like wow that guy's really good so i was like in the studio about to record something and i heard him but you know there's like some people think it's like this little master plan, but it's just like, hey, Johnny, you know anybody else? Or Dan, who else do we know? And yeah, my Christie said, have you heard Sunshine sing lately? I'm like, I haven't heard Sunshine sing in like 30 years. I'm like, is it any good? He's like, check it out. You know, <laughs> we, we had him do, uh, we did a cover yeah. of the Immigrant Song and mm -hmm. we had a few different people sing that. It just wasn't happening. And then Sunshine sang mm -hmm. it. And I loved it. And I'm always sending things to Johnny, like, oh, please, I hope Johnny likes it. <laughs> I don't know what to think. This guy's so different. I'm like, but that's cool. I think, right, Johnny? Yeah, I, I, lo I love his whole approach just to the way he creates. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it's really, it's, it's, it's really unique, you know. And, it uh, is. You know, like what he comes up with is spectacular. You know, yeah. like he could, he could take something like, you know, so simple. And then there's all kinds of other, like, you know, layering on it and stuff, which I think is great. Mm -hmm. You know, it, and I, I think that was, uh, that was part of like, you know, like what, what made this record kind of step up from the previous one. Yeah. You know, things well, like that. Like even Carl, like Carl crushed what he oh, did yeah. on, on this one. And it seems like he's singing stronger now. And it, yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it was, you know, it was cool. It, and it was cool, like, you know, like, to, it's it's great to get, like, you know, like a bunch of different people involved and stuff. Yeah, that was really wild yeah. seeing uh, Sunshine on there. I, I recently saw him with Unita yeah, three different did. times yeah. in the span of three weeks, <laughs> including one, one of my right. shows. Yeah. And mm -hmm. I, I'd never heard of him before. Uh, Arthur from Unita told me, all right, we're moving forward. Garcia's given the <laughs> given the blessing. And uh first time I saw Mark, I'm like, wow, he's nailing it, really. Yeah, he's, he's almost he's like a very uh Garcia meets Axel Rose. Axel Rose-ish, yeah, absolutely. Really? Yeah. Yeah. But he's got yeah. he's 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 multidimensional, you know. It's mm -hmm. not yeah. just yeah. singing or just screaming or you know, like yeah. it's, it goes beyond that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I want to yeah, I was blown away. I really was. I was blown away. Oh, good. I, I want to say run, one thing about Mark Sunshine. He's actually on tour right now. He's been WhatsApping me from Greece. I believe he just yeah. sent me an email from Romania. And the interesting thing with him getting onto the second song of the album, Show Us, Show Them Your Power. Mm -hmm. He had a longtime fiance and he kept sending me texts yeah. or, you know, we speak on the phone. His longtime fiance of like, I think 12 years was dying. She was in hospice yeah. and she was dying. Mm -hmm. So I believe. He told me she passed today on a Saturday. I'm like, oh, that's so sad. But maybe, you know, it's for the best. She was suffering for quite a while. Yeah. He went in and sang Show Them Your Power on Sunday, the day after his longtime fiance died. He's like, dude, he's oh, like, wow. better like this because I put my heart is in this song. It's so emotional to me. 
you know, please don't make any changes. And I'm like, I, I love it, you know? Yeah. yeah. Really good performance. Yeah. Outstanding and, and, performance. And he's a, he's a great live performer. I mean, he really, his stage presence yeah. is pretty phenomenal. Rockstar. Yeah, Rockstar. Absolutely. yeah. And, absolutely. And I noticed uh, one of my buddies, uh, Rob from uh, Blackwater Rising, uh, in there as well. <laughs> love, love Rob. Such a good guy and a great singer. Yeah. And I guess yeah. you yeah. probably go way back with him with the whole New York scene and everything. I knew Rob you know, when I was in high school. Wow. <laughs> Were you guys Yo, in we a played. band, Johnny? You and him? Yeah, yeah, a long time ago. Long time ago. As kids. Yeah. You know, as, as kids. And then uh we played together a little bit like in the uh early two thousands. And then wow. uh, you know, like the it was cool that he was able to get to, you know participate on the record, like you know, like he did on this record, he did on the last record too. Yeah. You know, he has a very unique voice and he has a very unique way of approaching vocals and stuff. So I thought it was cool to, that he was and, you know, able to. My, you know, my experience. Sorry. I don't I don't know Rob as well, but I'll tell you guys something. The first time I heard Brother Go On, is that the name of their hit single, right? One of them. Yeah. You know, I, was, I was working for a magazine. I was done touring. I was done playing. And I heard a song and I'm like, this is a number one. It's a great song. Where are these guys from? It's like they're from Brooklyn. I'm like. Yeah. Fuck me, man. Somebody else there can write a riff like that and write a song. They're like, I actually wish I wrote, you know, like I was jealous of them, but I'm like, you know, that's cool. A local band that actually, like I can say I can fall in love with this song. And I met them all. And they're such nice guys, you know, like how can you not root for them too? You know, and their, mm -hmm. their new stuff is great. But yeah, Rob, Rob uh, hit a hundred for us on both albums. I think he has track number three on both, both albums. Yeah. Well, what's I think what's interesting, you know, what, I mean, obviously the first record, Reach for the Sky. I mean, I loved all the vocal performances on that, and you know, obviously he's got you got the unique approach there with having different singers. And when I was listening to this record now, you know, when I heard the first song with Carl, I'm like, man, you know, God, it'd be great if Carl, you know, sung all the songs on this, right? But then when Rob came on, I'm like, well, shoot, Rob too, though. I mean, he's nailing it too. <laughs> but then by the time I got to like the fourth track, I was just thinking, like, you know, actually, this is really perfect what you guys are doing with these records it's it's different and the idea just to have so many different vocalists you know uh, you know i don't think it, it would work with a lot of bands or just every band but with the, the sound you guys have i think it just i can't see it being done any other way i mean obviously i'm sure you guys probably think the same thing now right i mean you, you probably can't oh. fathom yourself having i mean all, all these all these guys are capable of like you know doing a whole record mm -hmm. and, and, yeah and now it's like now now you're in the situation of if we were to do that, which one are we going to pick? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Who are you going to pick? Everybody did such a killer job on it. It's like, well, you know, you could use Sunshine for it or, you know, you know, use Rob or, you know, Carl, you know, yeah. or, or uh, Bobby, right? Bobby, was that his name? Right, Bobby? Bobby Jensen. You guys yeah. know him? You know where I got him from? No. I got Bobby him Jensen, don't know him. So I was on Instagram. I play on Instagram literally – eight to 10 hours a day because I work for a tattoo supply company called painful pleasures. And that's the best way to reach artists. And I saw, uh, I saw a little video in the corner. It looked like Paul Stanley was, his hair was going on fire. So I clicked on, it. I'm like, Oh, I never heard about this. Paul Stanley's hair went on fire. And I, I'm like, but that doesn't look like Kiss's stage. And I'm looking, I'm like, it's not it's, it's a guy named Bobby Jensen dressed as Paul Stanley and he's playing guitar. If you Google Paul Stanley hair fire, you'll sound fine. Bobby. So this video goes viral and I, I'm thinking like Johnny wanted me to find, we were just, we just covered, I stole your love. And I'm like, who can sing? I stole your love. You know, I'm like, wouldn't it be funny if this guy, the Paul Stanley, you know, character from this kiss pretty band sang the cover story. <laughs> I send him a DM thinking I'll never hear from him again. And he's like, I'm in three minutes wow. later. You know? <laughs> That's awesome. and, he's, and he's great. He's great. I sent it to Johnny and Johnny's just laughing. And I'm like, are you laughing because you hate it? You love it? And he's like, it's so fucking good, you know? Really, really good. Really yeah. good. I mean, you guys shine, you know, as two excellent musicians and you're, you're the base, but behind what creates this really masterful album is the two of you guys. Uh, you. Great riffs and, and Johnny the hardest working drummer in the entire world <laughs> at this point. I mean, Jesus. Tomorrow you're going to play with Quiet Riot, uh, yeah. <laughs> which is just yeah. wild and wacky. I, I almost forgot who all was even in that I, band. <laughs> when I get home on Sunday, Monday, I go to New Orleans to work with uh, I Am. Oh, yeah. mm. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, Monday. Yeah, right back out. Right out. Right back out. Come home, 
put new put fresh clothes in my suitcase and and go. Yeah. Looking forward to hearing more music on that one as well. Absolutely. Uh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, we got yeah. some other stuff coming out and uh we're uh we're about to release another single uh what in like 2 weeks or something like that. I think it's like November 6th or something uh, and uh while we're there we're going to okay. work on some new music and I, we're shooting a video which I just found out about and uh there's like some other things planned, you know. It isn't just, you know, just going to make music, which I was hoping it was. <laughs> but it's not. Yeah, some drinking and eating along the way down. Yeah, New food. Uh, well, it's New Orleans. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Well, you're, yeah. Johnny, you're drumming on this album. I think it might be the most aggressive that I've heard you do over the years. I mean, maybe it's just because... You know, maybe it's the mix that it's just you know it's it's more in your face than a lot of this maybe you know from typo and stuff. But the fills and everything, you let it really rip on this record. I mean, is that accurate or is that pretty much the same as you I, always do? I don't know. It's it's really it's like you know like the my approach to you know regardless of who I'm playing with is always the same. You know, I'm trying to play for the song. Mm -hmm. You know, and uh, it seems like you know like the some of the stuff you know or the stuff that Dan was sending me. You know, like the the riffs that he was coming up with kind of lent to, you know, like, you know, stretching out a little bit mm. and, uh, you know, really just having fun with it, mm. you know. And uh, yeah. yeah, it's it's sometimes it would be a little bit busy, I guess, like, you know, when you look at when you look at uh, like, you know, everything I've done in the past and whatnot. But, you know, I don't think it was like too far, like, you know, mm. off. it's perfect. Everything is perfect. But he's ever sent me like Johnny always sends me 20 takes. I'm like either any of them are perfect honestly you know it's like you know, it's like what do you but think it's, it's it's part of the process like you know because it's like you know like the, the unique thing about about this you know about you know patriarchs is that nobody's in the same room together so yeah you, mm -hmm. you're you're never really sure like you know there's that part of the creative process where everybody's yeah. in the room and you're bouncing stuff off of each other and and you, mm -hmm. you know like each everybody helps like you know guide you yeah. know where the song is going to go and uh that isn't the case here so it's 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 hard for me sometimes to like see the bigger picture mm -hmm. because i'm just getting a guitar riff mm -hmm. And then I have to, you know, come up with something True. for that. And there's been a million, there's been many times where something, I thought something was a verse and it's a chorus. Something was a chorus. It's a pre-chorus. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. <laughs> so then when the, when the vocals, like when the vocals get put on, I'm like, oh my God, this is, I had no idea. That's what's going to come out. Yeah. And so yeah. Uh, a lot of that. So sometimes you just, you know, you think you're on the right path with the song and, you, and you're hoping for the best and, you know, and sometimes, sometimes it works. Sometimes it's like, you know, really off. And, uh, mm -hmm. but, uh, you know, it's, it's a unique way of, uh, you know, like creating. So it's, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's different in that way. It has its own set, set of challenges. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Then did you guys yeah. do anything different, you know, the experience wise in terms of recording or sending files or whatever it is different on this, right? It was the same exact formula pretty much you guys did. I would say the same formula for me. The same, you know, like I was uh, as as each song was was being tracked. You know, I'm doing everything. I'm, I, I recorded everything by myself, and uh, you know, it, it's a learning process. So you know, like each each song, like you know, like the recording techniques were getting a little bit better, and you know, things yeah. were starting to you know sound more like you know like what I had in mind. Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, I was like really surprised. I was pleasantly surprised. I was really happy with what uh, what J Rod did with the drum tracks on on this one. You know, like it was pretty close to like what I thought I would hear. Like it what sounds I pretty live. It sounds like really live. It is, the drums, it is. yeah, it's very live. Yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, it's it's a very small room that I'm playing in. You know, mm -hmm. that I'm tracking in. So it's, you know, to try to make it sound big and airy and open. Yeah. You know, and you know, not really knowing what I'm doing. <laughs> you know, that, that that has a whole other set of challenges to it. You know, so yeah. every every song had you know every song was like a you know a unique experience, like you know just you know changing out snare drums or like you know uh, recording techniques and you know like a mic placement and stuff. You know, just trying to trying to get what I would what I think would be the right thing for the song. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now instrumentation too on this record. I mean, you guys, 
it's not just guitar, bass, and drums now. I mean, you've you've got on the on the you know the title track and the song "Veneration." You got violin on there. Crooked Smiles got electric organ. It sounds like on there. I mean, you, you definitely yeah. added, like I said, a bunch of different elements on this one. Was that something you did maybe after you know the songs were sort of tracked oh. and done, or was that kind of going into it? You wanted to just add some some extra elements to this record. When I wrote the title track, "My Veneration." I heard everything. I heard violins, like, mm, okay. and I, I mapped it out for the violin player, um, very specifically what notes to play when. And mm. then he did a little extra, like that we left in there that I had, was just kind of following the guitar. But um, it's funny how these things happen. Like the song "Veneration," the first single with DMC. My wife and I we go to Key West twice a year, and we were there in October. And the woman staying right next to us was telling us how she's toured with Jamiroquai and she's been on mega tours, played with ma major stars. And she's, I said, what are you playing? She said, it'd be no violin. I'm like, oh, interesting. We should do something. You're a nice person. Why not just try it, you know? Mm -hmm. So she actually recorded the beginning of the song. Nice. And I took her beginning and I put it at the top of the song. And then and then she played through. But it's just like meeting people, you know, even on vacation that you're like, why, why not? You know, at least try it. There's, you know, you don't have to use everything everybody sends you. Just just for fun, you know, just try a couple different things. Yeah, it definitely worked. I mean, that's that I think fit in perfectly right there, you know. Um, you know, I thought it was cool to step up the game on the record, yeah. You know, in this one, you know, you got to take it a little bit somewhere, you know, mm -hmm. somewhere yeah. different. You know, it's like you just can't just keep like you know, cranking out Sabbath riffs and you know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you got to do something a little bit different, totally. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I really dug the uh, the song that had the keys, organ, kind of the vibe going on. That, that yeah. was really, it, it adds a great layer uh, to, to a lot of good songs. And I thought in this one, I was like, oh, that's cool. Like, yeah, it kind of, you know, kinda, it kind of brings it, you know, brings it to another place. It's another yeah. dimension to it. And, uh, mm -hmm. you know, it, it's, you know, it needed, it, it, it was time for that.
Mm-hmm. Now, speaking of riffs, we, we got to talk to Dan here about <laughs> you, you, the man. You, you create riffs constantly all over the place. You've got different stuff going on. So tell us about your, do you have like a catalog of riffs? You just yeah. got this massive recordings of things, of ideas yeah. that you do, and then you just figure out where to place it. <laughs> I, I do. I have 265, I'm going to say, Parts parts of songs or songs song ideas upstairs in my loft, but I only used one of them. The um, chorus of my veneration was something I had written years ago. When I wrote it, I thought it sounded a little bit like Man of War. I'm like, eh, we'll do that. You know? <laughs> 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 I mean, stick it in something different. But my yeah. wife and I were in Mohegan Sun Saturday night and sun, till Sunday afternoon, and I woke up at like five thirty in the morning. I heard a rip on my head. I ran to the bathroom. And I I started humming it, trying not to wake her up, although she sleeps really heavy unlike me <laughs> and um so i'm always hearing riffs in my head so i feel like if somebody said like like you have to come up with another album in the next 10 days i could run upstairs and piece a whole bunch right. of things together but i'd rather not do that i'd rather just have everything be organic and just be all new mm. um but yeah there's i mean this is like the song my veneration i actually wrote the majority of that was in my head it wasn't like me holding a guitar messing around which hmm. is usually how i write but at the older I get, I seem like, and I remember doing it once with nonfiction, only once, the riff is in my head, and then I pick up the guitar, and I don't need to figure it out. I just start playing it, you know? Mm-hmm. So I don't know what's been going on the last, like, six years, but it just it doesn't stop. And it's kind of almost frustrating because I always tell my wife, like, I can't get this effing song out of my head until I go <laughs> record it, and then it, it kind of leaves my head. I send it to Johnny, and then I can kind of, like, calm down for a little bit until I hear the next song in my head. You can thank Johnny, though, for the guitar solos, because while he has a lot of riffs cataloged, he really isn't big on doing guitar solos. <laughs> and we had a we had a few, uh, I guess, discussions. <laughs> Yelling. Because, like, he, he would, like, you know, he'd send this song, he would send it, and I was like, all right, where's the guitar solo? He's like, well, it doesn't have a guitar solo. I was like, no, it needs a guitar solo. He's like, what? I don't want to do a guitar solo. He's like, come up with a fucking guitar solo. You know, do something like, you know, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to, like, you know, whatever. We're going to take this part. We're going to extend it another four bars or eight bars, and you're going to play a solo over it. And if you don't want to do a solo over it, get somebody else to do a solo over it. The song needs a guitar solo. Uh. And, And he was like, no, I don't want to do that. And then, you know, a few times he was uh, reluctant and, and he did it probably just to shut me up. <laughs> but Absolutely. he knew I was right. Guitar solos are so nineteen eighty. Um, I don't really get into them. And um, I don't know. It's sometimes, yes, of course, it absolutely needs it. But there's other times where I'd rather just let the riff breathe. And like when you work with somebody like Sunshine, he wants to sing over the whole song. Mm. Kelly H. Sings over the whole song. Like, it's like I want the riffs to breathe sometimes. Here, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's kind yeah. of typical, right? A lot of guitarists, you know, rhythm guitarists, they don't, you know, who love writing riffs, just kind of don't like leads and kind of the opposite, right? A lot of lead guitarists don't really like writing riffs. Yeah. So that's pretty. I guess par for the course with guitarists Maybe, for most yeah. of the time, right? Yeah. A lot of times that's why there's a lead guitarist and a rhythm guitarist. True. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. we, we, did, we did Friends by Led Zeppelin. We did Immigrant Song by Led Zeppelin. Yeah. We did Cashmere by Led Zeppelin. Three great songs, zero guitar solos. <laughs> that's true, huh? That's but I, I think I think Jimmy Page pretty much like you know covered the guitar solo and you know some other parts of his catalog. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, to have to have to have a couple where there isn't a guitar solo or something, you know, it's okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. You know, yeah, and then, like, what Johnny said before, like the song always dic- dictates. So you know, we have we did disagree on that. That's one thing we disagreed on. I didn't want a solo in Dead or Dying. I'm happy with what I did. It kind of challenged me and it pushed me and it got me out of my comfort zone. And then I end up loving the solo. And some of my friends are like, oh, that's a cool solo. I'm like, oh, thank you. You know, you're welcome. (laughs) I said, thank you, Johnny. (laughs) But it's like, you know, like sometimes like, you know, like the song needs that. It needs something like, you know, like I I hate. I have a problem with just like dead space, like, you know, to sit Mm. there and just play a riff you know like eight times or something and it's just all right what's next what what, what's what's the what's it building to like you know like where's where's it going from here 
And it's like, you know, you just have the same thing going and then somebody sings over it or whatever, like, like songs that don't change. Yeah, sure. You know, they freak me out. I get what you're saying. And uh, (laughs) where it's like, it's like the same riff, you know, three and a half, four minutes. And it doesn't really change, you know, Mm. like it's not really doing anything. It's not going anywhere. It's not taking you on a journey. It's just becomes a riff and it's just plotting. And it's like, I'm going to go get some coffee now. (laughs) <laughs> sure, sure. Hey, D- Dan, when you know you- this riff is making me hungry. <laughs> yeah, right, right. You got like a bird earlier next to you. Hey, Dan, when you look back, um, you know, in high school, say junior, senior year, what were your, what was the music you were listening to then? What were some of your favorite bands? The same bands, I think, really. Kiss, Aerosmith, ACDC, Highway to Hell. That was my high school and Cheap Trick. Those four bands mm-hmm. were everything to me. A junior in high school? Junior or senior. That you know that Metallica. Oh mm. yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. Johnny's young. Metallica. Yeah. I mean, of course, like you know, the classics, like you know, Sabbath and Zeppelin and stuff like that. But it was yeah. definitely at that point in my life, definitely like you know, Metallica, Overkill, uh, uh Anthrax, like you know, like that whole that whole thrash thing. I, I was I was uh, uh pretty consumed with it. I used to like mm. bands, what like uh bands like Exciter. Oh, nice. uh, Venom, Celtic Frost, Hades. I saw Hades like a bazillion times because they were they were like one of the. If Carnivore wasn't opening up for the National Act, it was Hades. Mm. And then and then there were the nights where Hades and Carnivore would play together. Together, yeah. But yeah, I saw Hades play uh, a number of times. Yeah, you did. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And when did you all graduate high school? Or roughly, I graduated 84. in '86. '86. Yeah. So you're about the same age as myself. I'm '87. Yeah. So I, I get when Master of Puppets came out. out. That's right. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, I got lucky enough to see Metallica like three times in five years. Back then, I saw them open up for Ozzy, uh, which was with Cliff or no? Uh, I saw them twice with Cliff. Me too. When they opened yeah, up for Ozzy, Cliff was. Yeah, I think what well, I think yeah. Cliff was, was still in there. Yeah. Yeah, and it was, you know, Ozzy with Jakey Lee, which, oddly enough, I just got to hang out with him a couple weekends ago. It counts vamped. Right. <laughs> what a fun, cool guy that is. He's Jake a bit Lee? enigmatic, but he was just hanging out, watching the show. You know, Partying Metallica out. crushed them. Metallica yeah, destroyed sure, yeah. Ozzy. It was, it was amazing. It was amazing them. to watch. <laughs> and then, and then, they played, then they And then they played Monsters of Rock, <laughs> and that mm. was just... You know, yeah, that was that was the uh, with Dokken, right? That was one? about to come out, yes, with Dokken mm. and yeah. uh, Kingdom Kong, Scorpions, yeah, and yeah. then yeah. and then Dokken, <laughs> and then, mm. and then yeah, right. no, Metallica went on before Dokken, before Dokken, yeah, 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 yeah. That's, mm. it was Kingdom Come, yeah, Metallica, Dokken, Metallica, and then Dokken, uh, and then Scorpions, you know, Scorpions. Yeah. yeah, 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 I thought there was a sixth man, even, but yeah, that was that was some. That was a damn good times back then. God, getting drunk in the middle of the day, 19 years old or something. <laughs> 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 RFK stadium. Yeah. yeah. It, what about what about you, uh, Dan? What, how when did you graduate? You're a little bit before I us. Graduated in 1981. And uh yeah, so back then it was there wasn't Metallica back then. There was right. you know Highway to Hell was my I thought that was the heaviest record that would ever be made because up until that time I was in, you know, Aerosmith rocks and Kiss Rock and all over where I, where I thought the heaviest albums ever. And, um, you know, obviously Zeppelin and Sabbath were out and about, but I wasn't really, didn't become a fan of either of those bands until after Hades broke up in the summer of 89. So that's when I fell in love with those two bands, honestly. Wow, well, uh, Priest and Maiden. Like, yeah, Priest, Maiden. Yeah. I, that's what I was listening to then. I was like, you know, I was like oh. a, just a young teenager. But they were just at yeah. such an amazing yeah. time. Uh, yeah. Those eighties were Johnny, particularly for us in high school. I saw Judas I, Priest so many so times before the turn of the decade. Mm. I don't know how many times yeah. I saw them, but every every time they came through New York, I always went. So you know, good. like when I when I was like you know whatever old enough or could afford it. <laughs> yeah, I, know. I mean, yeah, those like albums. I didn't go. Like I went to see uh, Priest on Defenders of the Faith, but but mm. like when they came around, like you know, like in New York, you had you had the Nassau Coliseum, you had Madison Square Garden, and you had the Meadowlands in New Jersey. 
So the first time Priest came around, they played Nassau Coliseum in the Meadowlands. And so I went to the Nassau Coliseum. Because out of the three, that was the best sound in place. That was mm. the best sound in place to see a show. It was a little bit smaller than the other ones. Mm -hmm. And uh, so then Priest came around again a couple of months later and they played the garden. And uh, that was the show when they, they ripped up all the seats and they, they threw them on the yeah. stage. And all my friends at school, like, you know, like uh, all my friends, they were all going. I was like, no, nah, I'm not going. I saw them, you know, two months ago. And right. I was like, you know, whatever, the Scorpions, Motley Crue, all these other bands were coming through or whatever. Yeah. And I was like, I, I can't go. And uh, all my friends at school were like, dude, you missed the greatest show ever. <laughs> <laughs> of course, of course, right? And now it's like, you know, like whatever, like, you know, 40 years later, they're still talking about it. Like, you know, yeah. it, still gets, yeah. it still gets spoken about, you know, like, because it was such a, it was such a crazy thing that happened. They were like, yeah, there were so many cushions on the stage. You couldn't even see Halford's Harley, you know, <laughs> like, the whole stage wow. was just covered. And they, they didn't, uh, Priest wasn't allowed to play there for years. They didn't do heavy metal shows at the garden for years after that. That's wow. insane. <laughs> Who yeah. opened up for Priest when you saw them, Johnny? Great White. Yeah, yeah, that's who played uh, down at DC too. Yeah, mm. early great white and early, booed early. and booed and booed the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, you know, sorry, not sorry. Like I see yeah. those guys. Like I, I, we're quite right. We play with them often. <laughs> sure. So I don't, I don't talk that. I don't talk about that. When I see Right. But, you know, like at the time, you know, like it, whatever it was, 84, you know, like uh, it was 84, 85. It's like, you know, no, it was like going to see Slayer. You don't care who opened up. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. You know, it didn't matter. And it was the same thing, you know, like with Priest. I saw a Priest another time. What was it? Shit. But didn't Maiden open up for Priest a lot back then? I feel like that's who was the opening. That was before, mm -hmm. before they moved into the arenas. Okay. That's, that's where like, I started. Uh, yeah. I was supposed to go to the show like the year before when uh, Maiden was touring on Number of the Beast and Priest was touring on Scream for Vengeance. They did a show at the Palladium together in New York. And I was supposed to go and the person didn't come through with the tickets. Like, you know, like we were, we were like getting ready to go to the go on the subway. It was like, all right, ready to go. And they were like, oh, no, I don't have the tickets. I'm like, what? Oh, I like fought with my mother for months to get permission to go to the concert. Right. And stuff, I was like 14. <laughs> I get that feeling. And uh, yeah, so that so I didn't get to see them then, but I, I had seen them at one point. I had seen them on every tour except for Turbo. I couldn't. You couldn't have yeah. for Turbo? I, no, I, huh? I, I, I couldn't do it. It's too I much. Yeah. yeah. Too. I stopped going. It really was yeah. hard. Most did, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, for people don't realize for us Gen Xers how important Priest was with yeah. Scream for Vengeance and Defenders of Faith was such Defenders of the Faith, one -two. like yeah, that's a one-two punch. That's just, just I mean, I was, you know, yeah. same style, sound, production, everything was just. It was like this is metal, you know. And oh, the yeah, first Dio yeah. albums, and, and you know, you just had all these bands locked in. Maiden, literally, on a three, you know, a three-album run, you know, starting with Bruce. You know, it was just amazing. Yeah, they kind of uh, lost me on Power Slave. Yeah, me too. Really? I don't I, 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 started, I, I started I started like, you know, veering away from it. You know, like honestly, I mean, uh, I lo I love uh, Number of the Beast and uh and and um Peace of Mind. Peace of mind. But yeah. I'm really more of a Paul Diano fan. Me too. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. I can't listen to Bruce Dickinson and ever since 2012, it just it just sounds silly to me. Like I I just out of all the bands I grew up loving, I cannot listen to Iron Maiden Bruce Dickinson now it just not even like even out. even though like uh i saw i saw iron maiden uh, the last time i saw them ghost was supporting them mm -hmm. and i went to go went to go see them with with ghost and you know like most of the set i didn't even recognize yeah but bruce dickinson still sounds amazing i'm still running around i mean, like I mean he really yeah. does he, he mm -hmm. runs around he, he, you know, he performs, he, he sings great. I don't even think that they're, they're tuned down. I think they're still playing no, like in not. the original yeah. tune. just mm -hmm. read an article about that today. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because so, it sounded, it sounded like it was like still in the same key from yeah. the records. And I was like, wow. I was like this, this guy, like, you know, like he's, he's maintained. He's one of the few yeah. 
Yeah. You know, like he his voice is still, still um, top notch. Yeah. Still amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's still delivering. He's like, the, you know, he's, it's, that takes a he's lot such of work. A fascinating. He's such a fascinating Renaissance man. This oh, guy. Yeah, he's a pilot. He's the most fascinating man in metal. He's a short guy, fencer. Yeah. He's fucking a pilot. He fences, you know. Just, it's yeah. crazy. Now, speaking of the 80s, how, is, how does DMC get involved? That's him. That box. This is yeah. like Hollywood Squares, but without fingers. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> the Brady Bunch, the metal Brady Bunch. There you go. <laughs> so DMC. Yeah, how DMC. Yeah, how does he get involved? DMC? Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, the drummer from Exodus uh, put out a solo record, and it was all cover songs. And, you know, it was after he got cancer. He wanted to do something that I guess he always wanted to do. So he put out a cover album. And um, the guy who did the videos for him and played the drums is friends with J-Rod. And they told me that DMC did a rap in the middle of the song, uh, Jungle Love, not not the um, Steve Miller song, whoever else did Jungle Love, I forget. It was in the Prince movie. Oh, the alarm. And I don't know. Uh, Morris Day in the time. That I don't know who it is. But DMC wrote an original rap in the middle of the song. Yes. Yes, that sounds right. So DMC wrote a rap in the middle of the song and it needed a guitar behind it. And, you know, that's a weird way to write something is like after somebody already records the vocals, you know, mm-hmm. but um, I did something and like literally the next day I was recording it and they fell in love with it. And then we did a video and DMC asked me if I had any other riffs or actually, who am I, who am I kidding? I asked him if he wanted to hear any, any of my other songs and I sent him about six songs. And he's like, next, next, next. And then he took veneration. He's like, that's the one I'm singing on that. I'm like, all right, nice. cool. Very cool. Well, you know, and one of the things I haven't seen in any of, I've been reading some reviews on the record and hearing people talk about it. There's one thing that people aren't talking about, about the record. It's just journalists are lazy as fuck these days. They really are. <laughs> I mean, the tracks Dead and Gone and Digital Lies is the same song. I mean, it's like, you know, because I remember sitting there listening to it for the first time I was in the gym and, and when, Digital Lies came on. I'm like, wait, did I just hear this fucking song? Like did that riff, you know? I'm like, oh, maybe it's just me. But then I went back again. No, it is. It's the same song, but with different vocals. Yeah. So what? What? What made you? Uh, I, and I love Digital Lies is one of my favorite songs on a record. What? Um, what made you to do that? To have the same song and just two different vocalists on each one? Because I gave it to you know. You never know when you hand a song to a singer. If it's like Sunshine, Jason McMaster from Cassius King, Kelly Abe. And Bobby Jensen, if you hand them a song on a Monday, it's finished on Tuesday vocally. Then you hand mm. songs to other guys, and it's like three years later, you don't have anything. So mm. we needed <laughs> one more song on the record. So I'm like, fuck it, I'm gonna take my chances. I'm gonna send it to both of them. And I'm like, and I'm like, well, what if they both come out good? That who do we tell no? And Johnny and my, me are like, fuck it. If they're both good, we'll use them both. If one sucks, we'll leave it off. And we like both of them enough to, you know. And then yeah. that's another thing that most what other band does that has the same no. song. Right. Nobody does. Journalists are lazy. Good point, Matt. You're not lazy. I'm not lazy. I'm definitely not lazy. Johnny, your brother Danny also was on this too, huh? But did he play? Yeah, I got my brother on a song. That's right. Yeah, I saw that. (laughs) (laughs) Just getting everybody, huh? I mean, it's just, you know, yeah. Yeah. Johnny has his FedEx guy playing leads on the next one, he told me. (laughs) (laughs) Probably a solo. Uh, I'll I'll find some neighbors or something. (laughs) Instead of paying his landscapers, like, you know, they want to put some leads on the next record. (laughs) No, but that's like, you know, that's that's the that's the charm of of doing this is that like, Mm -hmm. you know, instead of just being locked down to you know one lineup of just one group of people, Mm -hmm. you know, you just you know, you reach out to your friends and say, Hey, you know, you want to, you know, you got this song, you want to, you want to do something on it, you want to play a solo on it, you know, you want to, you know, you want to sing on it, write lyrics, or, you know, really the only things that are there are Dan and myself. Everybody else is, yeah. you know, it's, right. you know, putting, you know, painting different pictures. You know, it was cool. I was able, you know, we were able to get Eric, Eric Morgan, who I played with in uh, Pale Horse. Mm hmm. You know, to, to uh, you know, play on, play on a bunch of songs, you know, fantastic bass player. And uh, but he's, you know, like he's and he's down. So it's like, you know, hey, you want to do this? Yeah, sure. And so like, you know, and Dan reaches out to different people and we just throw it all into the, you know, throw it all into the soup. It's mm-hmm. fun for sure, you know? Yeah. yeah. You know, and it's cool to see, you know, like what, uh, what different people come up with. 
Yeah, no, totally. Well, and then you also have Johnny Araya, brother of another brother, yeah, of, of Tom Araya <laughs> from Sawyer, yeah, uh, who played bass as well on this. Yeah, how'd you get him? You know what's really funny is his wife is a tattoo artist. So, like I told you, I play on Instagram all day, and mm -hmm. I'm looking at his wife's Instagram, I'm like, dude, that guy looks so much like Tom Araya. He, <laughs> he really does look like Tom Araya. It's <laughs> unbelievable, right? And I'm like, I, I'm thinking, like. If it really is Tom Araya's brother, why not? And Johnny said to me, he plays an instrument, right, Johnny? You weren't aware that he plays. <laughs> well, it, like I, I know Tom because he's a he's a bass tech and he's toured with Dantic. Oh, okay. So he was always like, you know, like a bunch of bunch of work that we've done throughout the years. He's been teching for Steve Zink. Okay. But I didn't know that he actually played. I just thought he was a tech. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so Wow. So then, you know, like, you know, turn around and then, you know, Dan knows his wife through, you know, through the tattoo uh, industry and stuff. And he's like, yeah, I got Tom Array to play on a song. I was like, John, really? Yeah. Yeah. Well, John, Johnny. And I was, like, Johnny. I was like, I was like, I didn't even know that he played. I mean, I knew, <laughs> I knew like he knows his way around a bass, but I didn't know that he played. And you know what? And he is so into it. He's into yeah, it. Yeah, he's great. Yeah, like, you yeah. know, like he 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 crushed the song. He did it, you know. And uh, I haven't seen him or spoken to him since he did it. But I'm uh, I'm looking forward to seeing him. You know, I, ho I hope to see him soon. You know, he doesn't, he lives in, uh, he's in uh, Austin, right? Austin or San Antonio? Well, sort of near Dallas. I mean, I don't know what airport, not really, no, not near you. I forget it. It's a, it's a town I'm not familiar I with. Th I think Johnny's in Austin. I think I think Austin, they're in Austin. It's outside of Austin. It's his mailing address is in Austin. That's for sure. Yeah, be outside of it. Yeah, and I saw there was another uh, another bassist that was like works at the uh, is like a professor at the Berkeley School of Music. Is that correct? Yeah, and he was one of the original Hades bass players. Oh, okay. It broke my heart when he decided to become a good musician. You know, because I knew I'd never see him again. You know? <laughs> um, yeah. He was. Oh, he was in the one of the original versions of Hades when we opened up for Twisted Sister, and we were a cover band back then. And he's a he's a savant. Like the first time I saw him, everybody was talking about where Hades was playing a battle of the bands at a high school, and there's this guy like everybody's like there's this guy <coughs> if he hears a song once backstage he'll just play it live with you. I'm like oh, I don't need that you know. But so we became really good friends. And then he started getting into yes and all that horrible music, you know, all that <laughs> <laughs> rush and all that horrible musician music that I, I'm not really into. Prague. Um, <laughs> he, he's so into it too. So it was like I hadn't talked with him on the phone in well over 30 years. And like we're just wow. laughing like we're in high school again, you know, he's really nice, you know. But That's yeah, he's the cool, bass yeah. professor at Berkeley School of Music. Wow, nice. And, and what tracks did you play on? Uh, multiple or just one? Or oh, he played on Veneration, and also okay. I'll, you guys will be the first to know. The day after Thanksgiving, we have a Queen cover called Dragon Attack. Oh, nice. It's okay. Sunshine and um, Sunshine and Anthony nice. Biddy. And for drums, I actually got Dave Lombardo. I didn't want Johnny, you know. Uh, so no, Johnny's on this song as well. Oh, nice. Okay, very cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's back and when I did. Queen I, I, did really I did drum overdubs. Yeah, oh, oh wow. first for me. Yeah, yeah. Wow, nice. on this song. Yeah, the Queen cover. You like that song, John? Yeah, yeah. That's one of the Queen songs I've kind of discovered after the fact. Me uh, too. Because there's yeah. a lot of Queen I just cannot stand. Uh, I'm just one of those things. I know I'm supposed to like them. I can't fucking stand most of their shit. But well, no, some of that heavier Brian May yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah like Bicycle. Too. I'm a better person when not having yeah. to hear that or Bohemian Rhapsody <laughs> ever again. And I'm, I, I feel good about it. And Radio Gaga, which that's really terrible. should be called Radio Caca. That's um, not good. Spanish. Yeah, that's some that. of the stuff like, you know, later on. They, they kind the of 80s know, stuff. You know, yeah. Like, you know, who yeah. wants to live forever? And, you know. Mm. Yeah, like, just, just horrible. Yeah. Just what do you horrible. want us to cover next, Matt? Oh, gee, man. <laughs> Well, I mean, I was gonna say. Well, well I was gonna actually talk about you, the Black Sabbath, because I know Dan, you've been telling me all these interviews I've done with you that you were never really influenced by Sabbath, like you said. Wow. You just mentioned the the bands, but when I saw the Sabbath cover, I was like, "All right, Dan, are you really just you know fucking with us here or what?" I mean, because you got a lot of you know Sabbath it sounding stuff, as you know. Um, yeah. But yeah, uh, when I saw that, I was gonna say, "Oh, cover a Sabbath song," but you already did that. 
Um, cover cover an Aerosmith song, right? You're a big Aerosmith oh, guy, you know. You told me, love, right? So, love, yeah, love so much. I heard yeah. Kings and Queens on the way to Mohegan Sun. Oh, nice, great song. Yeah, it's one of my favorite Aerosmith songs. Yeah, I mean, Aerosmith was That's, great. I, I, they were I on think drugs. That, you know, it's it. it's it's a toss yeah. up between Draw the Line and Rocks as my favorite Aerosmith. Yeah, Rocks. Oh, really? For me, it's Rocks and Toys, and then Draw the Line number three. Yeah, Toys doesn't do it for me. Draw, draw the Line is like you could just see it, like you know, like it's just like the the wheels, the lug nuts on the mm-hmm. on the wheels, the nuts, the the wheels are starting to fall off the bus. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah. no, Johnny! Yeah, round and round. Yeah, it's I great. My first solo <laughs> album, I covered round and round, not the uh, rap. Not right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nice. It was interesting. Uh, you know, band song, whatever the cover would be. Uh, Sabbath with Dio. Hmm. I've done voodoo before. Hmm. I, I can do voodoo if you want, Johnny. I'd like to see like, Sunshine like, give that a shot, you know? See Mark Sunshine try Dio. That'd be interesting. Well, or McMaster. Or Carl. Well, yeah, Carl, yeah. <laughs> Carl would be a good would be a good one to cover cover Dio yeah. Sabbath. Like, you know, like mm-hmm. he would do something interesting with it. Well, you know what's it? Yeah. I really like Dan is you know, your band Cassius King you mentioned earlier. That that band is really some good I, I would call it heavy rock. Uh it's not quite metal metal. But uh, in the end, the vocalist reminds me a little bit of Dio. Dio, McMaster does, yeah, which you know who it is, right? McMaster. What was he? I know he's a McMaster, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's He's touring Europe right now with Watchtower, Watchtower, probably the worst band on the planet. Who uh, I've actually (laughs) had sleep in my apartment for a couple weeks at a time. (laughs) Nice guys, but just, just. So bad, so bad, man. Well, you, you toured, you toured with them, right? Years ago with Hades, right? Didn't you guys? I think when I had you and Jason on, you said you guys didn't you guys play with each other once or so, Dan? With uh, say that again. With the Watchtower and Hades, didn't you guys uh, yeah. play? I, right. Together? I booked their first American right. uh, tour. <laughs> yeah. It was only like five shows, but yeah. 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 And, and and meanwhile, John, you're with Quiet Riot, which I, I, I guess I need to know the update. Who the hell's in the band? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Rudy Sarzo, I think, is in yeah, it, right? Yeah, Rudy, Rudy's Rudy's back. Rudy's been back now uh two years. Wow. And uh so you got you got me, Rudy, uh Alex Grossi is playing guitar. He's been playing, he's been in the band for 20 years. Yeah, oh, he's yeah. kind yeah. of the staple yeah. at this point. In time. Yeah, he's I've he's actually met him a few know. times. He's a Vegas guy, so I've, I've met yes, him a few yes, times. He's him a and Vegas his wife. guy. Uh and, various uh, circles. <laughs> And you got uh, Jizzy Pearl from uh, right. Love Hate singing. Love hate, yeah. His voice is still amazing. I saw them a year ago, mm-hmm. and they did all Quiet Riot songs, and they did Blackout in a Red Room, and his voice is fucking oh, sick. sick. Yeah, he, I love he's, he's, that he, album. He goes up there, and he he goes up there and crushes it. You know, like and yeah. he's you know he's still he's still like you know at that level of a yeah. vocalist and a performer and stuff. Like you know, like he he will not phone it in. Very good singer. Yeah. I've, I've had the good fortune of seeing him a number. Also, of times a Las Vegas resident. Yeah, oh, yeah. I've seen him at Vamp. Play bunch. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that yeah. first Love Hate album. Uh, it was one of my easily one of my my go to albums in college. You know, back in the late eighties or whatever, just or early nineties. Just such a good album. And yeah, yeah the guy sings his ass off. Totally. Uh, yeah. Make and friends he wherever does. he goes, though. But, you know. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, totally. Yeah. That's an interesting yeah. to get Rudy back in in the in the mix along the way. Yeah, it's it's been you know it's been great. Uh, you know, Rudy. You know, like you know, like he's an he's an icon. Totally, and yeah. uh, he's one of the nicest people you'll ever meet. That's what I hear. Which That's is great. Hear. Yeah, and he's been in more bands than you, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, I, I think. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and now he's stuck with me. Yeah. <laughs> well. Poor soul. <laughs> yeah, it's wild. Uh, so, Dan, anything with Vessel Light? I mean, we, I know you. you uh, it's been because she's been really focusing on Cassius King and and Patriarchs and Black. Is there, you got anything up your sleeve with Vessel Light? Is that still going on? Yeah, or, yeah. Yeah. So not by choice. I mean, I would have continued with Vessel of Light, but Nathan uh, was living in Cleveland. Nathan Opposition, mm-hmm. who actually Ancient Wisdom toured as the opening act for Ghost's first ever American tour, and I was obsessed with Vessel of Light and. Every show, I would pay for Nathan's airfare and hotel 
because mm. he's working in a pizza parlor. So it got to be kind of expensive for me. Mm. And uh, before COVID, we did 10 shows. And um, and then COVID happened. We stopped playing the shows. And Nathan moved from Cleveland to Austin. And now I'm looking at the airfare. Uh, I'm like, man, this is fucking getting expensive, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, um, and we had a little weird, like, he was just like, maybe like things differently. And I'm like, fuck that. So I had Jason McMaster, you know, do the Cassius King albums, which I had already written. And, um, but yeah, Nathan Opposition and Vessel of Light, nobody knows this. We're going to have one brand new song come out at some point within the next few months. I was just talking with them right before this interview. Fucking talented kid. The most depressed person in the world for somebody who writes depressed riffs. It's, it's a nice combination. I really, I love Vessel of Light. Yeah. Well, I mean, you gotta, you gotta, you need to move down to Texas, man. All your, your people, all you guys you're working with are down here. Jason, Johnny, yeah. and, and Nathan. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty... How ironic is that? Like, huh? Texas yeah. is Texas yeah, is awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's great. I love Texas. Yeah. about the pizza and the bagels, and he said it doesn't cut it. So it's never going to cut oh, it. The pizza, okay. It won't. No, no, it no. There's the ba like bagels and yeah, bagels, no. yeah. pizza, you know, but brisket, barbecue. There you go. Tex-Mex, yeah. freedom. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I was just down in Austin for Ripple Fest and. Always a good time down there, man. That food, yeah, I love it. I don't it. know. For me, the food is yeah. this damn good, and uh, it must yeah. be nice not having you know state income tax, which is just like yeah, Vegas it's it's here. it's it's a little perk, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah but, uh, bring in, you know, you're not having to shovel snow and break ice off the windshield anymore. That too. No, nah, that was the thing. I left my shovel. I gave it to my mom when I left. But I was just, I was just, I was just in uh, New York uh, last week, so I was able to, you know, get your pizza fix. My pizza stuff. fix. Yeah. There you, know, you go. Got that taken care of. I had a bagel, and then <laughs> I was good. Now I was ready to leave. Are you guys Jets or Giants fans? <laughs> Jets or Giants? Or no, Both. don't care. But really, Knicks, Knicks fan. At, nice. Out of out of the New York teams, yeah, Jets. I'm actually a Redskins fan. Oh wait, uh, come, oh come man, that was me too. I was a Redskins right? fan for 35 years until they changed. I can't root for the Commanders. I can't do it, man. Yeah, I, I grew I, up. I'm really not from Washington, I, I, so it's like you know. Yeah, I'm. I'm more about the uh, more about the Jets now. Yeah. Mm. Nice win, but, uh, yeah. big win this Jeez, I'm a oh. really more of a hockey fan. Are you? I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Rangers, yeah. Rangers, diehard Rangers. Rangers fan. Yeah, okay. Yes. And here I am talking from the champion city of Las Vegas. Yeah, <laughs> for yeah. hockey, it's go. fucking crazy. Yeah. We've really adopted that. That's one team. Vegas, it just so enamored has such a relationship with the Golden Knights. I mean, it's. It's amazing. Raiders, not so much. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, but you like, are stuck with the Raiders. <laughs> I mean, I don't. I, I'm, I, I'm a team guy. I'll take the you know the home team and, and yeah, you, you got to root for the home third, team. They're my third favorite team. I'm, I'm a long lifelong Cowboys fan, and I grew up in oh. Washington. I know. I know. Yeah. I know. <laughs> Five rings later. But all right. Yeah, but I don't. Yeah, I don't it, talk. I don't. I don't talk football with the locals. <laughs> I bet you don't. Yeah, I bet you don't. Yeah, yeah. that's that's funny, man. Jesus. Yeah. yeah. Awesome, man. So, Johnny, you were saying uh, I am. You got that. Uh, you 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 got. Of course, you said you got Quiet Riot. You've been touring. I know with Danzig. You guys yeah. did a bunch of shows recently. Uh, well, I am. Danzig. I haven't. I haven't played with Danzig since like before the pandemic. Oh, okay. You I know, didn't like know a that. lot of okay. the stuff that he had going on. I I wasn't available for it. So you got a Paul okay. Rockfist. Who plays okay. with uh, Mike Mike Monroe? Michael okay. Monroe. What from, the Elvis uh, stuff? Rocks. No, Steve Zing actually plays drums when he does the Elvis mm. thing. Oh, okay. Yeah. Elvis. Cool. And, uh, Crazy. Uh, but uh, so yeah, like you know the dancing. Yeah. I didn't do the last tour that he did. Okay. Now, so you said I am. We know we talked to Kenny. I know back in in the spring, and um, like I said, I know you guys have been putting together that album. You know, pretty. You know. Little by little, I guess, is how it's going. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, what's like you said? You you got to be releasing a video and some and some some music soon. Well, there's a single coming out. Uh, there's a single coming out. I'm not sure when the video is going to get done. We're we're going to shoot it next week. So okay, very cool. However, you know, like whatever's involved with the right. editing and you know post production and you know 
all mm. that really boring shit that i can't stand oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, can, I really do i've always hated videos i like mm -hmm. watching them that's it <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. but i hate i hate being a part of them yeah are you guys thinking <laughs> of doing a, a video or makes like a, a lyric video or something for patriarchs and black at all well we have a lyric video for dead or dying it's out now came mm -hmm. out a few weeks ago and we have a video for friends uh the led zeppelin cover with militia yeah, box i did see that yeah is mm -hmm. getting Which some is, uh, weird i don't know how to mention what's going on consideration with that for a grammy yeah <laughs> really what yes yeah we're number 225 out of 350 bands that are possibly going to be nominated for a grammy for best hard rock performance that would be sick. Friends. wow yeah so if you're so on the you committee anybody that's yeah if you know anyone on the committee you know put in a word for us <laughs> very interesting wow <laughs> that's, yeah. lunch on the committee. that's awesome yeah, yeah but how did how did that look happen that's freaking wow look at you guys Bush i know box. did you hear the version of it john Just i have yeah Just, i've seen it yeah i don't know if i feel like i have but it's now I gotta go insane. back and visit. It's amazing. And she's like, didn't she? She was like a, a Judas Priest cover oh, yeah. band or something, yeah. right? Yes, yeah, Judas so Priestess. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Judas Priestess. That's right. Yeah. Okay. And she did a duet with Rob Halford. So she's legit. She makes a living. Mm. Johnny and everybody else involved in this project makes a living playing music, except for me. You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's got to change. After you get your Grammy, it's gets it. It's going to yeah. do all that. Well, yeah, know? that's it. Then it'll be Grammy yeah. award winning <laughs> Patriarchs and Black. That's right. There you <laughs> go. Right, right. Don't see it happening. We're not too optimistic about that. <laughs> uh, that's still pretty cool to, to you, you gotta know. get a I'm pr not. firm man you yeah. gotta get a pr you gotta firm and you gotta get a pr firm and start getting emails out yeah and everything else and yeah. next thing you know you're in the top 10 very cool i know <laughs> of course so is yeah. that like is is that like you know like do you say it's you know like a grammy considered or like it's, it's not not me. You're right. Consideration, like you know, how how do you? Yeah, like, you I know, get emails. Like All right, well, guys, before okay. we wrap it up, just real quick, where could everyone go uh, and buy the record? And uh, you know, what's the best place we should send all the listeners and viewers to check it out? My veneration. I mean, if they like digital, the all the outlets, it's available digitally everywhere, and then CD. It's an import on MDD Records. Uh, you can you know buy it from Amazon and stuff. The CD just came out like seven days ago. It's not even in America yet, unfortunately, but. You can order it. You can pre-order it, and then our Instagram's Patriarchs in Black, and we're everywhere on you know digitally. All right, very cool. All right, well, once again, Patriarchs in Black, my veneration, out now. And Johnny and Dan, once again, appreciate you guys coming on and chatting with us. And uh, thanks so much. Yeah, good luck with everything, man. And uh, thank you. Everyone's thanks gonna for love having us on. Great record. Appreciate Absolutely. it, guys.
Bugatti.